The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 140 of Spur of the Moment. Yeah, coming straight from the Simonator Studios in the heart of Texas, the Spurs welcomed DeJounte Murray and Quinn Snyder back to San Antonio and handed them a whipping. The Spurs won 126-118 to 118 over DeJounte and the Hawks. And they were led by their stars, and it was a great night for the San Antonio Spurs. Drew, what were your thoughts about this one? What a win. This has got to be one of our best wins of the season. Keldon Johnson and Denvisil combining for 58 points. That is what we saw at the beginning of the season, and it's coming back. Vassell's finally healthy, and Johnson's playing his best basketball. A great win and a good fourth quarter. We were down by like 20 after the first half, but we... Came back. Not like what happened last game. Yeah, so the polar opposite of what happened against Memphis. But the Spurs were actually trailing by 24. That is the largest second-half comeback for the San Antonio Spurs in Greg Popovich's career. The largest. And it's the second-largest comeback in his 27 years as a head coach overall. So the other one was a first-half lead that was that. But then the second half... That was pretty historical, and they were led by the dudes. Uh, we're going to listen to the dudes that they were led by, Keldon Johnson and Devin Vassell, in their post-game interview. It was excellent. Um, definitely big. I mean, we. I mean, there's been times this year where you know we keep fighting and keep fighting and keep fighting, and um, obviously last game we got up big and let go of Lee, so it kind of felt good to get down big and come back and, and fight and get a win. But um, I mean, we got we we steadily getting people back. They steadily getting healthier and healthier. Um, man, I'm more than happy to see you know Devin out there, man, having fun, hitting shots. He made some defensive plays and. Um, just to see, you know, see him keep getting better and better each and every game. Um, to see see his growth, see the hard work that he put in to to get back on the court as well after he after he had his minor procedure is is big, man. He can, I can't do nothing but smile. To see Blake Wesley hit a big three, I can't do nothing but smile. Me and Blake was in the gym last night shooting, and I can't I, like to see a rookie hit a big shot like that. Like I can't do nothing but to smile. <laughs> I was just telling him, man. At the same time, so let's get this started. I was just telling him, man, how happy I am for you. You know, you work hard. Yes, sir. Both of us. This is our first ever doing this. Yeah, yeah. I like this right here. I know. We should have been doing this more often. I like this. We only got one mic, though. All right, let's speak into it. After you guys give up 83 in the first half, what does Pop tell you guys at halftime? Because it obviously worked, so everyone was. Well, it was a lot of. Choice of words. Choice words, and um, I mean, ultimately, like we knew we could do better. Like 83 and a half is unacceptable, you know. And, and we hold ourselves to a higher standard than that. And um, you know, everybody stepped up, 
in the second half and stepped up on the defense. And yeah, we make shots, but uh, team like that, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta play defense and, and play for each other. Y'all both are tied for top scores of the night at 29 points. Can you just describe your connection on the court, especially with a game like this where y'all just kind of flow together? Yeah, I mean, I think we both feed off each other. Uh, there was times in the game where I was going and Katie's looking for me, and when he gets going, I'm looking for him. Uh, I mean, we really feed off each other. It's kind of been like that the whole season. Um, you know, it's kind of I'm kind of upset because, you know, I got hurt, so I wasn't able to kind of jail for those two months. But, you know, we're trying to take advantage of these last 15, 12 games or however many we got and just, you know, keep feeding off each other. Uh, hopefully Jeremy's able to get back soon and we can kind of get this whole thing back rolling. All right. Great thoughts by Devin and Keldon. I like the dual interview. I like both of them yeah. on that. I think that's pretty strong. All right. So now it's time for our Tankathon segment. And just as a reminder, we do this every night after the game just to kind of see where the Spurs may land in the upcoming draft. The Spurs are sitting with the third overall, third worst overall record in the NBA right now, which slates them for the highest number one lottery odds for the draft, the same as both Detroit and Houston. Let's see where we land tonight. All right, so tonight we landed with the number two pick. The number two pick, Drew, and who do you think we're going to get if we get the number two pick? Because I think it's more of a debate now than it might have been about a month yeah, ago. It's a debate between three people, honestly. Yeah. Scoo yeah. Henderson, Brandon Miller, and Amin Thompson. I would still lean towards Scoo Henderson, though. But did you hear the news about him not going to play another G League game for the rest of the year? Yeah, they shelved him just yeah. to protect him and uh, protect his body for the uh, upcoming NBA draft. And he did enough. Yeah, I know. He did enough to show what he's about. And they were like, is him playing anymore going to help his draft stock or hurt his draft stock? And it's going to do neither. So they decided to pull the plug. So for me, if we get the number two pick, I totally agree with you. I think it's going to be Scoot. I think we're talking about a dynamic playmaker at the guard slot. Maybe not the size that uh, the other guys in the top five bring, but the playmaking ability might be, might be, the most upside for the play, just playmaking alone, scoring, passing, rebounding, doing it all of anybody. So he may be the most NBA ready guy in this draft. Um, you know, that's not seven foot four. All right. So that's the end of our take a segment. Let's go to the top two, bottom two. Drew, who were your top two for tonight? Yeah, for my number one on the top two, I decided to go with Devin Vassell, who had a really good night. I believe he tied his career high, right? Yes, sir. That's correct. Yeah. He had 29 points, 3 assists, 2 rebounds, shooting 2 of 17 from the field and 5 of 8 from the 3-point line in 32 minutes. Also had 3 steals and a block with 0 turnovers. 3 steals, 0 turnovers. A great game from Devin Sell. My second on the top two, I went with Keldon Johnson, who had another double-double. He had 29 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, shooting 13 of 21 from the field and 2 of 3 from the three-point line in 33 minutes. I know some of y'all been complaining about Kelton Johnson not doing enough, but that night he had he did everything, rebounds, points, assists. So, good game from Kelton. I agree with you 100%, and he was actually my number one on my top two. And the reason why is the 12 rebounds, the efficient three-point shooting, the 2 of 3, the five assists as well, and then, of course, the 29 points. But, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, Keldon had a great game. Uh, Devin Vassell, obviously, this should be 1-1A, one one I think, for, for this game with them both having 29. But Devin was my number two with the, the 29 and the hitting the knocking down the five threes. I uh, just really liked the outing for both of them. So, 
Um, that is my top two. What about your bottom two, Drew? Yeah, my number one on the bottom two, I went with Kata Bates Diop. He had a good game uh, the other couple games, but tonight zero points and two turnovers. Didn't attempt a shot, though, but he makes my number one. My second on the bottom two, I went with Malachi Branham. Been going off recently, but not tonight. Shooting three of ten from the field and one of three from the three-point line in 26 minutes. That's my bottom two. All right. Well, I just need to make a note of this before I get into my bottom two because I actually watched this guy play uh, a week ago um, for the Austin Spurs. Julian Champagne had a great night for the Spurs with 11 points, and he also knocked down three threes. So I was really proud of That's just like my honorable mention. I had to get that before I get to my bottom two. But it was nice to see him doing it and doing it for the Spurs. All right, number one on my bottom two was KBD. I had uh, Kata Bates-Diop, you know, just a big goose egg on the points. And uh, just wasn't one of his better nights. So he's my number one. And my number two is Sandro Mamukelashvili. And he uh, just didn't have one of his best games. He finished out with uh, seven points overall, but two of seven shooting. His shooting has kind of been in a slump lately. He did some other things rebound assist-wise, but mine basically was just off of his shooting. Uh, just didn't think he had the best night. So that's my top, uh, bottom two. All right, now it's time for the question of the day. And the question of the day comes from Kirk in San Antonio, Texas. Kirk's question was asking about Jeremy Sohan. Do you guys know the extent of Jeremy Sohan's injury and how long do you see him sitting out this season? Drew, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so Jeremy Sohan has a knee injury right now, I believe. He's missed the last couple games. And this year he really hasn't played in very many back-to-backs. He has missed a lot of games, and he's been ruled out for Tuesday's game against the Pelicans. You could honestly say he'll be out for another week, honestly, or the whole season, if it gets that crazy. But I do think that he will be back in a week. That's my prediction. Okay. Well, yeah, I think he's definitely going to miss out on the Pelicans game. I think he'll miss out on the Bucks game, which is Wednesday, because that'll be a back-to-back. And then my guess is that he's going to probably return, um, give him the weekend, probably against the Celtics on Sunday. Yeah, That's going to be my pick. Well, we'll see. I think we need somebody to guard Jason Tatum, and yeah. I think he's the right recipe for that. So that's what I think we'll see. But uh, – if not, I'm not going to be surprised either way. All right, thanks for your question, Kirk. Now it's time for this day in Spurs history. Drew, what do you have for us? Yeah, I have a very, very great matchup in this one. We are going to head back to March 20th, 1984, where the Atlanta Hawks traveled to San Antonio to face the Spurs, and the Spurs win in a double OT matchup, 135-132. to Our leading scorer in this game was Mike Mitchell, who played 56 minutes. He had 43 points and 11 rebounds and two steals and five blocks. Wow. One of his best stat lines of his career. We had George Gervin, who had 31 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, ten turnovers, though. That's what happened when you play that many minutes. We had Edgar Jones, who had 21 points and 15 rebounds. And that is – and we had – Gene Banks, that you say? Yep. Gene Banks had 17 points. Man, I, I just George Garvey and Mike Mitchell was a really good duo back in that time, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a lot of points. 74 points yeah. between the two of them. Yeah. Just to put that into perspective, we had uh, what 60, 
Uh, no, we had 58 with yeah. Devin and Keldon. So that's what Jalen Brown and Tatum were doing. What they were doing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, it's more like uh, what's it? Uh, Trey Young and Dejounte yeah, Murray because probably. George Gervin's 10 turnovers. Oh, <laughs> had to bring that one back for Trey Young, yeah. the turnover machine. Yeah. All right. Thanks for this day in Spurs history. I like us dialing back to the early 80s. I get fired up on those. Uh, Mike Mitchell was, whoo, he was definitely a scorer, only overshadowed because of the Iceman. Um, all right, now it's time to preview the upcoming game. And uh, the Spurs are back on the road on Tuesday night as we travel to New Orleans to play the Pelicans. Uh, the Pelicans are sitting with a 34 and 37 overall record. Spurs are coming into this one with a 19 and 52 overall record. Drew, what can you tell us about New Orleans? I know there's one big component of their team missing. Yeah, that's going to be Zion Williamson, who's missed a lot of time now. He's only played 29 games this season. That's got to be concerning for Pelicans fans. He hasn't played a full season yet in the NBA, so he's missing out on them. They do have Brandon Ingram, who's also missed a lot of time. I'm not sure if he'll play. But he's averaging 23 points and 5 assists. C.J. McCollum, who lit us up in the playing game, he's averaging 21 points, 6 assists. Valanchunas is averaging 14 points, 10 rebounds. Trey Murphy averaging 13 points, 3 rebounds. And Herbert Jones is averaging 9 points and 4 rebounds. That is the Pelicans roster. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I like the Pelicans. I honestly... I mean, I know Zion's been out, but I thought they were going to be a lot better this year. Uh, just overall with uh, Brandon Ingram and and some of those guys, I just I really I didn't think they'd have a losing record at this point. And so, should be an interesting matchup. I mean, C.J. McCollum's very good for them. Uh, Trey Murphy the third has had a great year for them. It's just really shocking to me that they have a losing record at this point. Um, but I guess I got to call my player to go off and my predicted outcome of this one. And I think Devin Vassell's really been getting his shot back and his game back. So he's going to be my player to go off in this one. And I don't think it's going to be a two game winning streak for the Spurs. I think we're going to drop this one to the Pelicans by seven. And, uh, yeah, that's my take. What about you, Drew? Yeah, I'm going to go with Charles Bassey to be my player to go off. No Zach Collins, so Charles Bassey should get some minutes. So that's going to be my player to go off. But I do think we're going to get a two-game winning streak. Give me the Spurs by 10. All right, I like it. So Drew's got the Spurs by 10. I got us dropping it, and uh, we'll see how that plays out. Thanks for joining us, and uh, Drew, would you take us home? Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And as always, go Spurs, go!